Ah, the great outdoors. My favorite place to be. The best place to be, in my opinion. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true outdoors horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future video, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going. Now, let's get into these creepy and allegedly true outdoors horror stories that'll keep you out of the woods tonight. I recall my first encounter with the lizard folk. It did not end well. In those days, the country was in a recession. Interest rates were high, and I had no home, no job, and no money. With the clothes on my back and a sleeping bag, the sum of my worldly possessions, I headed for the Northlands to get out of this depressing city and to hopefully find a place in the woods where I could lay my tired head down to sleep. Yes, sleep. The only avenue of escape, albeit temporary, from my woeful situation. Anyways, after an hour's trekking into the forest, I came upon a huge great white oak, standing alone in a clearing about 25 feet from a stream of cold water that likely was being fed from the nearby mountains. Now, any kind of oak tree at this latitude and altitude is not merely uncommon or rare. It is unheard of. And this is a great white oak, sacred to the druids and probably warlocks and witches. Walking right up to the tree, I saw dozens of lines of what seemed to be ancient writing, some Latin, some Old English from the Middle Ages or so, and perhaps Viking runes. The bottom lettering looked somewhat recent compared to the top, though. I've also noticed some ancient symbols that have been used by the first wave of marauding Vikings from perhaps 750 AD to 950 AD. Then my heart skipped a beat as I realized that I had stumbled onto an open-air meeting place for what was likely modern druids and other Earth-as-goddess-type sects. My entire being, self-preservation being, that is, began shouting, Exit stage left. Book it, bozo. You all know that kind of which I speak, but before I could act on those vamoose voices, a green figure, perhaps eight feet tall, entered the clearing. Its muscled legs pumped up and down like pistons. It stopped about 20 feet from me, and for the first and only time in my life, the lizard man communicated with me telepathically. It asked me what I was doing here. I decided that the truth was the only way to proceed from here. So I answered him. I am out of cash, and I need a place to sleep. I came here by accident, not on purpose. And now, I would like to rectify my mistake and just leave. Is that okay with you? My heart was racing as I waited for his reply. My life literally hung in the balance. It eyed me with its snake-like eyes for a good minute or so, and then telepathically told me, Very good, now go. Being a riverboat gambler, that's why I'm in this situation in the first place, I took chance and telepathically inquired of him, Could you help out a fellow American who's down on his luck? The lizard looked at me with forbearance, reached into his scales, and came out with what looked like a shiny new silver dollar. It flipped the coin over to me and telepathically said, Hit the road. I know this story sounds crazy, and I was down on my luck and going through a lot at the time. 
but I swear what happened to me in the woods that day is all too true. There are things out there that just don't make sense. I'm a 13-year-old boy from Brookfield, Missouri, and I love to hunt, fish, and play with animals. We have a large farm being about 650 acres or so with a large timber. Where our goats like to graze, being the kid that I am, I decide to wander off into the timber to look at the birds all the time. I loved birds. I guess you could call me a bird watcher of sorts. I saw a lot of birds and even a few deer and one large buck. It was probably about a 12-pointer if I had to guess. I go to bed that night thinking if I should hunt there the next day for that buck, because it is in the middle of November. Before I hunt, I do my chores. I feed the cows, water them, and of course, I go out and rake the goats and make sure all their poop is gone, and then I take them out to the timber. Well, it's not me that takes them out there, it's more of my dog. His name is Bear, and he is four years old, and he is a sheep breed. I can't think of the name, but anyways, he leads the goats into the timber, and afterwards I check if there is any missing. If there were no goats missing, we go forward, and this day there didn't seem to be anything wrong. I go ahead and get my hunting stuff on. I walk into the woods hoping to see that buck again. About 20 minutes into my hunt, I hear a stick crack. I get my gun up and ready to fire, when I see a very mature doe. I decided to shoot the doe as you may wonder why the heck is this kid shooting now. Honestly, I don't know, but maybe I could eat the tenderloin tonight. So I aim right in the middle of the front shoulder. I take the shot, and the deer drops about 20 yards in front of me. A few hours later, after I have drugged the body out of the woods, I have already eaten a part of the tenderloin with bacon, and it was great. Later that night, though, I hear a slight tap on my window. I was hoping it would just be rain, because we honestly needed some rain. So I look, but I don't see anything. I don't hear any thunder strikes or any flash of lightning or anything. Suddenly, I see the same doe that I swear I shot before, walking towards me with blood red eyes. It's just like it had this look that didn't seem right. It looked gone, if you know what I mean. I don't want to go to bed at this point. I'm absolutely terrified because I don't know what this thing was or what it was doing. Honestly, I swear, it looked me straight in the eyes. I close my blinds violently and try to go to bed. I wake up having so much nightmares and just fitful rest. I worry a lot not knowing what is happening. I don't know if there's some sort of paranormal thing going on in these woods or if I'm dealing with a skimwalker or a wendigo or some sort of not deer. I have no idea but I would love some sort of opinion in the comments down below. About a year ago, maybe a year and a half, me and five of my friends were hanging out one night. Now, there is an old cemetery in this part of Mississippi that I live in. Several different members of my family and friends that are older than me have told me all about the stories. They said, this used to be a site for devil worship and rituals. Naturally, me and my friends wanted to go see what it was all about. So one evening, we loaded up and went to the old cemetery. One of my friends had a hurt knee so he could not get around too well. As a result, 
He stayed in the truck along with two of the other people that were with us. Me and the other two friends got out and walked around looking at headstones. Now this is not the first time I had been there. So I told the two friends that were out there with me that we should play a trick on the others in the truck. We acted like we passed out and got up and started to run back to the truck. There was one thing wrong though. My friend that owned the vehicle we were just in was standing there staring into the woods as if he were in a trance. I grabbed him by the shoulders and shook him pretty hard. I asked him what he was looking at. He just said, I don't know, but I see something standing out in the woods. We booked it back to the truck and got the hell out of there. However, when we started going back, down toward the driveway towards the road, I mean no sooner than we all started to drive forward, the truck just died. It suddenly shut off all by itself. I know for a fact that my friend did not cut it off manually, because the key was still in the on position. He had to cycle the ignition three times to get it to crank back up. We got the hell out of there. From then on, I know that place to indeed be haunted. I have been back one time since then, and I have never felt right about that place. After what happened with my friend's truck, I know there's something there. I know this was a bit lengthy, but I hope you enjoyed my time in the woods. I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin. Growing up, my dad used to mention this backyard beast. He did not tell me what it was, though, until I got about middle school age. A little bit of background before I begin. My dad was hit by a drunk driver when he was 17. The accident resulted in him losing his left leg and thus becoming wheelchair bound. He did still power through and worked a full-time job working third shift. Our house is built into a hill and is basically a connected top-bottom duplex that we shared with my grandparents. My parents live in the bottom half. This bottom has a connected garage and patio doors on the side facing a patch of woods. I was only two when this happened and I'm 22 years old now. This story was told to me by my aunt and my dad. My uncle was a high school football coach, and my family would go to all of the games. My aunt did not know the area very well, so she would park her car at my parents' house and get picked up by my uncle. After the game, my family went out for dinner, but my aunt wanted to go home, so my uncle dropped her off to go get her car. My dad and myself were the only ones home currently. My uncle pulled out of the driveway, right away and left. My aunt set her purse down and whatnot and got in her car. When she looked up, she saw a tall creature that as she described had a lot of features that remind me of a dogman or a werewolf. It was looking in the patio door through the glass. She kept staring at it out of shock and pure horror. The creature turned around and noticed her. It slowly started walking towards her car. My aunt buried her head into her steering wheel, out of fear, and waited. After a while, she looked up and saw this creature walking back into the woods. She turned the car on and floored it out of there, chasing down my uncle. No one really had cell phones at this time, so my aunt nearly ran my uncle off the road. When he pulled over to confront her, she was hysterical and said there was a monster at your brother's house, and it was going to kill him. She was basically screaming at him. My uncle calmed her down and convinced her to drive the rest of the way home. My aunt called my parents on the landline and told my dad everything. He immediately goes outside to investigate, but nothing was there. 
We have never seen this creature since, but my dad said he would always keep an eye out during his drives home at night. Strange things always happen to us, but this was by far the creepiest. Hey Swamp Folk, sorry to interrupt this episode, but today's episode is sponsored by IPVanish. IPVanish is a virtual private network, a VPN for short. A VPN is a super important tool that helps you safely browse the internet. You can use a VPN on your computers, tablets, phones, even things like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use a VPN, all your data is encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever it is you're doing online. That's important because that's your business and nobody else's. IPVanish helps you remain anonymous and secure on the internet. For listeners of the show, IPVanish is offering an incredible 65% off. That's just $349 for the first month or $3149 for the whole year. Here's everything you get with IPVanish. Anonymous IP addresses. This means your personal IP address cannot be tracked by anyone on the web. You can circumvent any online censorship. IPVanish has more than 1,500 servers in 70 plus locations. You can get protection when using public Wi-Fi. Remember, with IPVanish, all your data is encrypted, so no one can snoop in on what you're doing anywhere you are. You get 24-7 support. You can email them, chat with them, even call them. They're there to help, and they're very good at it. Go to IPVanish.com swamped and claim your 65% savings. This is the time to sign up. With our discount and their current promotional offerings, you can get a VPN for 65% off their usual offering. IPVanish is the best of the best, even rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot, with more than 6,000 reviews. Show these guys some love. They're repeat sponsors of the show, and they help us out a lot. Remember, it's IPVanish.com swamped to get the deal and start protecting yourself online. So I live in a rural town in Australia, and I'm used to seeing kangaroos and hares when I go for walks alone. It was a Saturday, and I went for a walk on this trail that I had found that is about 30 to 40 minutes away from my house. The trail follows a bike track till you reach the fork of the track, and then if you go left, you end up back at the beginning of the track. And if you head right, you follow this trail which is very narrow. You properly can't fit two people walking side by side. So I continue down this track, and I usually hear birds chirping and just general wildlife noises. But I just noticed this day that I couldn't hear a single noise but the wind blowing the trees around and the crunching of gravel underneath my shoes. So I continue my walk for about another 10 or 20 minutes when I start to pick up on leaves crunching behind me as if something or someone was following me. I thought nothing of this and kept walking for what seemed like a while when I heard a massive tree crack as if someone or something stepped on a large branch and broke it directly in half. This caused me to stop and jump back as I started scanning the tree line for whatever had made that loud noise, when suddenly, I see a black figure duck behind a few trees, maybe 100 to 200 meters away. Now, I knew this wasn't a kangaroo by the size of the figure. It's hard to describe, but I will do my best. It was like 6 foot tall. It looked kind of like a human, but its arms were abnormally long. They stretched from its shoulder to the ground, and its head was tilted nearly 90 degrees sideways, almost as if its head wasn't connected to its body at all. As I saw this figure duck behind the thick trees and shrub, 
I stood there, staring at where I saw the figure. What really scares me is that something is engraved in my mind. For some reason, I just feel like its eyes were peeking through the bushes. Those dark red eyes that felt like they were staring straight into my soul. As if I were just their helpless prey and they were the apex predator. When I saw this, my whole body became fear. All my joints started to shake and this eerie feeling came over my body. I did not know how to comprehend this. My brain could not seem to understand what I had just seen. As I was sprinting away, I could hear leaves and branches cracking loudly as if I was getting chased by something large and very fast. I never looked back, as I did not want to trip or lose my way. I was chased for some time. It felt like ages, my blood coursing through my veins and my adrenaline all at the same time were just mixing to give me unlimited speed. I hear this screech from behind me the most high-pitched, god-awful sounding screech I have ever heard. It sounded like a humanoid trying to figure out its vocal cords. I heard this screech and immediately dove behind this big-ass mound of dirt, about 30 meters away from me, as I sat there trying to restrain my breathing as to not give away my position. I hear the sound of leaves cracking coming from the other side of the mound. I sat there holding my breath when I hear the thing bolt past me at such an incredible speed that I'm shocked that it didn't catch me earlier. As I sat there for what seemed like hours waiting for this thing to return, it starts getting dark. I knew I had to move or otherwise it would be pitch black and I would have to use my phone flashlight to navigate through these woods, and I knew that I would be a dead man. I nervously got up and sprinted back to town the rest of the way. The rest of that day was seemingly normal, and I never heard or seen that thing ever again, and I still refused to go down that trail even with friends, as I have never been so fearful for my life, and I'm grateful that I hit at that fork or otherwise, I might not be typing this here. Now to start this off, I'm a 29 year old man, and three times a year, I head up to Georgia and the mountains to camp fish, and have a great time. But after this last trip, I doubt I will ever go again. I had been super excited the week before. I was to head up to Georgia, and when the day finally came, I could have died of happiness. I loaded up my dog buddy and all my gear and started the trip. About an hour into my trip, I saw a road that I've never seen before. I decided that I would take an hour to look around and go back to the main road. I lost track of time, and before I knew it, the sun was setting. I grabbed my gear and buddy and we hiked about 10 minutes before finding a nice clearing in the forest. I set up camp and looked around my camp. I saw a small, man-made trail leading into the dark trees and decided that me and buddy needed to go for a walk. I grabbed my walking stick, buddy's leash, and headlamp and we headed on to the trail. I knew something was wrong when I couldn't hear a single insect or animal. Me and buddy Stopped a little bit at a creek when I saw something terrifying. Two eyes reflecting from my headlamp. This thing was really tall, six or seven feet off the ground if I had to guess. The eyes were way too big to be human as well. My dog is usually a very protective dog, but instead of barking or doing something, he whimpered and peed on my leg. I have never seen him act like this before. 
He's seen bears before and has squared up with mountain lions, but he never acted like this. As Buddy kept whimpering, I felt terrible. Like this thing hated me and it could rip me to shreds if it wanted to. Then it made the scariest noise I have ever heard. It sounded like a maniac screaming. Me and Buddy bolted back to our camp. In our camp, I could still hear the thing. Needless to say, I was, honestly, terrified. I was not staying here. I packed up my camp, and as Buddy stood watch, we ran to my truck and got the heck out of there. I went straight home and didn't sleep at all that night. Later on, I looked on the internet of what could have made those noises, and nothing ever comes close to it. I really don't know what was out there, but there's something weird in the woods of Georgia, and anyone who's living in Georgia should definitely be wary and very careful. In November 2016, I was spending the weekend at my dad's. I was bored, and so was everyone else, so my stepbrother said, Hey, you guys want to go do some parkour in the woods? To me and my friend, and we said sure, since we had nothing else to do. We went to his backyard, and in order to get on the path, we had to climb a tree that was growing slanted out of the ground. And since I was too short, my stepbrother climbed up first, then grabbed my hand and pulled me up. My friend had poor upper body strength and couldn't climb, so we had to take the long way. We had to take the long way crawling through the bushes, which had thorns on them, walking across pipes on rivers, having to grab thorn bushes to keep balance. We eventually got to the building my stepbrother wanted to climb. He said there was a ladder, so I wasn't too worried. The ladder he was talking about was an old oak tree with about eight pieces of three by fives nailed to the tree and my stepbrother climbed up in seconds. I climbed up the tree as well. I got to the top, which was about the same height as the building. It was about three stories tall, give or take. I climbed to the top, but the building was about six feet apart from the tree. Me being short, I wasn't confident enough that I could make that jump. My brother said, It's fine. I got you. I made the jump and slipped last second, and I was dangling by my left hand, and he had to pull me up. This scared the crap out of my friend when he saw that I almost fell three stories, and he basically just said, screw that. And when it was time to get down, my stepbrother said, you won't fall. I've never taken a fall. It takes me 30 minutes to get down, and by the time we got home, I was covered in cuts from the thorn bushes. If I fell, I would have probably hit my head on the bricks at the bottom and could have died. My stepbrother said, I actually fell once, but there was a big bush with leaves, so I didn't get too hurt. The bush wasn't there when we went, so if I fell, I could have gotten seriously hurt. I know this story might not seem super creepy, but there is one detail that I wanted to mention. I didn't say anything to my friend or my brother at the time, but when we were climbing, in the third story window, I swear I saw a little girl staring at us. This place had been abandoned for years. There was nothing even in the insides. The walls, the roof, everything was crumbling. But I swear, I know I saw a little girl there. And when we were walking away, I wanted to do a double take, so I looked up one last time, and she was there, waving at us. I don't know, maybe this was just my imagination. Like I said, not the scariest story, but I really wanted to share this with you. This happened about five or six years ago. Me and my friends were high school freshmen. 
we frequently went into the woods near our school that had some abandoned structures. Sometimes we went in there to smoke, do graffiti, or just otherwise explore. It was always a pretty fun time. On a fall day after school, we decided to go exploring in the woods as we normally would do. For the first 10 or 15 minutes or so into our adventure, everything was completely normal. Then eventually we came across a tree that had a dagger sticking out of it. I immediately, for whatever reason, got a horrible feeling. One of my friends, Nathan, went over to the tree and took the dagger out of it, and sure enough, it was 100% real. I'm not exactly sure what I was thinking, but part of me was hoping that it was just some sort of gag toy. We all just kind of looked at each other, a little bit weirded out, but we tried not to think too much of it. Maybe someone just left it there before we came across the mess. That's what we were all hoping for anyway. Nathan put the dagger in his backpack and off we went. It wasn't long after that that we came across the tree that things started to get weird. I was the first to notice it. There was a man in all black following us, keeping a good distance away. He was always to the right of us, hiding behind some trees. From what I could see, he looked to be an average height man wearing a black hoodie, black jeans, and black boots. I wanted to leave the second I saw him, but when I told my friends what I had seen, I don't think any of them really believed me at first. They just kind of shrugged and laughed it off. Either they thought I was seeing things or they thought someone was just messing with us and didn't feel very threatened by it. By the time we were about 40 minutes into the woods was when they finally saw him. This time he was a lot closer, about 30 feet away or so from us. I still could not make out much detail about his face because he had his hood and something on his head. Although, I could see he was wearing a white t-shirt underneath his hoodie. Everyone for just a brief moment froze. There were four of us and we were just staring, not really sure what to do with the situation. Everyone stood in silence for three very long, very scary seconds until he ran farther back into the woods behind some trees until we could not see him. I grabbed onto Nathan's arm, who was the closest to me, and said, We have to go now. I had a horrible pit in my stomach. At first, we made our way back to the entrance of the woods at a jogging pace. I think we were all trying to downplay the experience in our minds to not invoke pure fear and panic. We kept that pace for a minute or two until we heard leaves crunching and sticks breaking behind us. We turned around and he was there trailing us. We started running and he starts chasing us. I was the one behind the group so the man was closest to me and I could hear his heavy breathing. That's how close he was to me, an arm's length away. We picked up our speed and I thought for sure I was going to pass out because I was fairly out of shape. But luckily, we made it out in about 25 minutes, stopping once or twice to catch our breath when the man wasn't in sight. Once we all got out, we just kind of looked at each other, trying to figure out what the hell just happened. We did not talk much about it after that. I don't think any of us wanted to really think about it for too long. Looking back on it now, we probably should have reported it to the police in case that man tried to hurt any other innocent kids going out into those woods. But unfortunately, the thought didn't really cross our minds. I don't know if it was him who placed that dagger in the tree or why it was there, and honestly, I don't want to know. I don't know why he was there or what his intentions were. I'm just glad we got away, and I hope he hasn't hurt or tried to hurt anyone since.
Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true outdoors horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm, and that's very helpful to the swamp. If you're listening to this on iTunes or another podcast platform, please give this a 5-star rating as that truly helps me out a ton over there. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new video, as I upload them nearly every single day and all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future video, whether it be from the outdoors or something else entirely, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story was your favorite tonight. I don't think I can pick one today. I think all of these stories were relatively pretty good. If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium but still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. And like I said, it's absolutely free and always will be. If you guys would like to support the channel outside of hitting that like button, subscribing, and giving us a 5-star rating on iTunes, maybe check out the merch store. I've got t-shirts, hoodies, face masks, stickers, and more. I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool, fresh swamp threads. Be sure to join me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere else you find social media, and I'll see you guys soon with another creepy video.